0: Very excited about beating him when we got him. This is the Turn on the Jets Podcast, presented by Prime Sport. Lake Lock is down to one, but gets it off. He's throwing long to the near side for Anderson. Anderson. He's got up into the open field. Touchdown Jets! And now here's your host, Joe Caparoso. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Turn on the Jets Podcast. NFL Round One Draft Night Reaction Edition. I'm your host, Joe Caparoso, owner of TurnOnTheJets.com. Tonight, we're going to give some reaction to the Jets taking USC quarterback Sam Darnold with the third overall pick. We're going to answer some of the questions you sent through via Twitter. Uh, we'll preview the rest of the content and draft that is on the way this weekend. Before we dive into it, I need to remind you guys this podcast is brought to you by Prime Sport, official sponsor and team partner of the New York Jets. Make sure to go to Primesport.com backslash turn on the jets for their hospitality and ticket packages. Also, this podcast is brought to you by razor sport, R a Z E R S P O R T.com. Check them out. They are the best in the business when it comes to betting advice and consultants. Also give them a follow on Twitter at razor sport club. You follow prime sport, you follow razor sport, you help the pod. It's easy to remember. Appreciate you guys supporting us and supporting our sponsors. Okay. So I think it is safe to say what transpired tonight was a surprise. Prior to this morning, there was not a lot of Baker Mayfield at number one chatter, but it dominated the discussion today, and it turned out to be true. Cleveland Browns go Baker Mayfield first overall. Personally, I'm somebody who thought all three quarterbacks were very tightly bunched together, and you can make a valid argument that any of the three of them, Sam Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, and Baker Mayfield, were the best quarterback in this class. The Browns clearly evaluated that Mayfield was the guy. Made a fairly surprising selection in taking him first overall. And then also surprising, with Sam Darnold on the board, the New York Giants still go running back, taking Saquon Barkley. Listen, I think Saquon Barkley is going to be a great player in the NFL. He's going to be exciting. And obviously Odell and Saquon will be fun to watch together. But Eli Manning is 37 years old. Running back is the most replaceable position in the NFL. Look at their average contract size. Look at how easy it is to find highly productive running backs. You cannot go running back at number two when you lack a top-flight pass rusher like the Giants do and when you lack a quarterback of the future. Eli's 37 and coming off a mediocre season. It's borderline insane that they did not take a quarterback at this spot. Anyway, that left our New York Jets with the option to take Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, or Josh Rosen. Many of us, myself included, have Rosen in the highest rated of those three. However, again, these three guys were rated very closely by most. I think I said during the day, and I know other people had said this throughout the week, that Darnold was likely the top quarterback on the Jets board. And if he was there, they would not hesitate to take him. That was exactly the case. Darnold was on the board. He ended up being the guy. Uh, so... What's going to be interesting over the next few months is to dive deeper into Sam Darnold's game. We have a great podcast in the Play Like a Jet feed uh, where Scott Mason, uh, Dan Orlovsky, Jim Coburn, Mark Schofield, and a few others go through everything you need to know about Sam Darnold. I highly recommend you give that a listen. Uh, We will obviously dive much deeper into his game with Joe Blewett in the film room, myself in the film room, breaking apart everything that we've seen from him these past two years at USC. At a high level, I think what you're getting with Darnold is, A, the youngest of these quarterbacks. He's 20 years old, extremely young, uh, still with plenty of time and hopefully an ability to further develop and refine his mechanics. He is coming off, I think, a somewhat disappointing season considering the hype leading into it. Struggle with turnovers a little bit more than you would like to see, but still very productive, ideal size, mobile, and... Good at throwing on the run. So for a guy built the way he is, he has really exciting and encouraging mobility and ability to break the pocket and make plays outside of the pocket. When he really gets going, and if he could put it all together, he has the ability to be an Andrew Luck type player, obviously, when Andrew Luck was healthy. He is that type of guy with his size, athleticism, and arm strength. He can make every throw in the playbook. Uh, he makes some throws that are you know flat-out jaw-dropping. I think for him... The key is going to be refining the mechanics and protecting the football. And he is 20, which is nice uh, because there is still more development and growth likely ahead of them. Uh, unlike some of the older prospects the Jets have drafted in the past. So the, uh, the Jets, I don't think surprising that Darnold was on the board and they took him, not that surprising. But surprising that Darnold was there at number three. And I think Jet fans uh, are rightly happy and relieved that Josh Allen wasn't the guy. This is a completely defensible pick. And it is pretty funny that all this, you know, a year ago, all the suck for Sam talk and all of that. And Darnold being the consensus number one guy really for almost 12 months at this point, if not a little longer. When everything shakes out, it ends up with Sam Darnold on the New York Jets The question now becomes when do we see him? And this is something that I know that a lot of Jet fans disagree with, and I don't care because I feel strongly about this take. I think you have an open competition this summer between Sam Darnold and Josh McCown. They made it it's been from what's being reported tonight, it sounds like Teddy Bridgewater's spot in the roster is very much in jeopardy based on the early medical return. So I think counting on him for anything is probably a little naive at this point. We know Bryce Petty and Christian Hackenberg are complete trash. They're not gonna be a factor in anything. So you basically have 39-year-old McCown, Sam Darnold. I'm not saying you hand anything to Sam Darnold. I'm saying you let those guys compete. And if it's comparable over the summer, which it will be because Sam Darnold is substantially more talented than Josh McCown, you go with the quarterback. You go with the young quarterback, the guy you just spent the third overall pick on. What are you getting on this team out of playing a 39-year-old quarterback? You play the 20-year-old quarterback. You get him experience. He learns on the fly. He develops. And then your team is ready to compete in 2019, similar to what the Rams did in Jared Goff's second year, similar to what the Eagles did in Carson Wentz's second year. Sam Donald is not getting any better sitting on the bench watching Josh McCown play football. Josh McCown is a good guy. He's a bad to below average quarterback at best. Get Darnold out there. Let him work through his mistakes, and he will make mistakes early in his career, and then have him be further along when you get to 2019. Don't plant him on the bench this entire year and then push a narrative in 2019, well, oh, this is his first year playing, expectations should be low, when you're on year nine of being outside of the playoffs and year five of McCagnan and Bowles potentially being under 500, You draft a guy in the top three, he should be ready to play relatively soon. Darnold should not have trouble digesting this playbook. You let him compete with McCown, and if it's a close competition, get him out there and start him. I would start him 16 games unless he looks completely overwhelmed this summer. More realistic expectation with Todd Bowles as the coach. He probably starts 8 to 12 games, but obviously we'll need to see how it plays out. I just think Jet fans tend to overrate what Josh McCown did a little bit last season. You need to dig a little deeper than the box score numbers and look at how many plays he left out on the field. There is a reason the Jets signed Teddy Bridgewater, whether he ends up playing or not, and they traded up to make sure they could get a quarterback in Sam Darnold. He will get better from playing. He will not get better from being frozen in carbonite like Christian Hackenberg was. Get him out there. All right, that's my rant on that. I'm sure I will make that rant 74,000 times. Again, before the season starts, and I'm sure I'll be frequently tweeting, play Darnold, hashtag play Darnold, play Sam, whatever the hell it ends up being. i like to see Sam Darnold playing this year a substantial amount of time. Let's dive into your questions. First one from at133, Our friend Brian Question. Think about these three players that could eventually be pro Bowl, all-pro that fell to the Jets. Williams, Adams, and Darnold are the chips finally falling our way. I think this is going to be a popular you know, consensus talking point, right? No one expected Leonard Williams to be there at number six, and he was. No one expected Jamal Adams to be there at number six, and he was. No one expected Sam Darnold to be there at number three, and he was. So I think that's great, and I understand the Jets' BPA strategy, and we've seen flashes from Williams and Adams. I think the real question is now, you got these guys, so when did the wins start coming, and when did those guys, namely Williams and Adams, take that next step to become all-pro, Pro Bowl caliber players? We haven't seen that yet, and again, Adams has played one year, so you got to be a little patient with him, but the the line on Adams is that he was a generational talent, he was a surefire all-pro, he was not a Pro Bowl, he was not the defensive rookie of the year as a rookie, he wasn't an all-pro, can he take that type of step in year two? With Leonard Williams, he got into a Pro Bowl as a fifth alternate, I think, Has not been an all-pro type guy. You know, he's coming off a bit of a disappointing year. Can he take that leap and become one of the best defensive players in football? At least one of the best defensive linemen in football. So the Jets need those three guys to be stars. Not just good starters, but stars. Those are the guys who take in the top six of the draft. And hopefully all three of them can reach that level. And if they can, the Jets are going to be competitive sooner rather than later. Next question from Dean McGowan again. When do you think Darnold starts? Any insight on the fumbling issue? I think he gets a little lazy with his mechanics sometimes as it relates to ball security in the pocket. And It's going to be something that Jeremy Bates is going to have to drill with him. He's going to have to be mindful of it, Uh, keeping the ball up and protecting himself and protecting the football in the pocket. When do I think he actually starts? Again, I would start in week one. If I had to guess, he probably ends up starting somewhere between week six and week ten, or maybe earlier if Josh McCown gets hurt. Next question from at Jets Gnome. Is this a great pick or the greatest pick of all time? I think it's a pick you should feel very good about. I think it's hard to be frustrated or mad if the Jets left tonight with either Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, or Baker Mayfield. They got one of those three players, so it's hard to complain because those three guys are so tightly bunched together at the top of this class. I think you're nitpicking if you're leaving saying, I'm generally pissed off with the pick. I like Josh Rosen better than Sam Donald as a prospect. I think he's going to flourish in Arizona. I think that was a smart trade-up for him. It does not mean that I think Sam Darnold was a bad pick and that he can't be a successful potential franchise quarterback here. I am very happy Rosen is not in the AACs, so. though. I'm not going to. What, what's your prediction for how many games Darnold will start this year? Somewhere above. I'll guess somewhere between 8 and 10, somewhere in that range. Hopefully it's more. Uh, from, from at Bipolar joker, My question is when do we write the Browns' front office to say thank you for being the Browns? Look, I like Baker Mayfield. I don't know how he's going to work in that situation with a guy like Todd Haley and Hugh Jackson. I don't know if the Browns are going to plan to sit him behind Tyrod Taylor and how that would work out as Mayfield's an older prospect. I think he's 23 already. Um, so I do think Mayfield will eventually work it out and be a good quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, and I'm happy to see that guy go number one. I think he's going to be good for the NFL and fun to watch. da da, da. Rank what makes you happiest from a la 3 MAFN. Drafting Darnold, Bills taking Allen, Rosen going to the NFC. All three of these things made me very, very happy. Uh, I was happy about the Darnold pick. I wouldn't say I was doing backflips over it, but I was happy about it. Watching the Bills trade up for Josh Allen, I had a very long, enjoyable laugh over, and I'm very happy that that happened. I think the Buffalo Bills quarterback room of Josh Allen, Nathan Peterman, and A.J. McCarron is like literally my worst nightmare as a Jets fan quarterback room I don't know what they're thinking of course Josh Allen can go out there and shut me up but I think it was an insane reach to take him at number seven and I'm very very happy that the Miami Dolphins and New England Patriots did not end up with Josh Rosen Miami is stuck with Ryan Tannehill who is thoroughly mediocre and I don't know what New England's succession plan is to Tom Brady now as I'm recording this Lamar Jackson is still on the board hopefully they don't take him and they have to settle for a guy like Mason Rudolph or Kyle Oletta we'll see how that pays out uh, duh, duh. More questions, making fun of the Bills. Don't be shy about making fun of the Bills. This is a fun night. Enjoy it, Jets fans. Uh, from at Brian Fields 24 expectations for Darnold in year one. What part of his game will be the strongest? He doesn't wow me. Not sure where he's strongest. I think the thing that is the most impressive about Darnold's game is his ability to move around the pocket and throw outside the pocket at his size. So he's built like a traditional pocket passer but he has really good feet and mobility for someone at that size so he you know Rosen was much more of like a a clean cut pocket passer I wouldn't say that's really Darnold's game I say there's a little more flexibility to some of the things you could do with him in terms of getting him on the move and I think he'll be a little better at getting away from pressure I think the concerns are his ability to protect the football he needs to fine-tune his mechanics something he can get sloppy with at times and that's what leads to the turnover so He is the kind of guy, and I think Scott Mason had said this at some point or someone on his podcast did, he's the kind of guy who can lead the NFL in interceptions as a rookie and then lead the NFL in touchdowns by his third year. So it's going to be a process with him. There's going to be some bumps along the road, but the talent that this guy has, there's absolutely no denying it. There's a reason this entire suck for Sam thing happened. There's a reason that um, he has been long mocked as being the top prospect in this class. So the talent's there. It's a justifiable pick at number three based on his skill set. Biggest need for the Jets now that they have hopefully filled quarterback, OT, or edge. That's from Michael San 16. It's still pass rusher. And pass rusher is really hard to fix on day two and day three of the draft. But you've got to take a couple swings and hope something works out. Also got to keep your eyes on other rosters throughout training camp and see if you can maybe grab somebody. Cornerback is not far behind. I think the Jets need more depth at the position with Morris Claiborne's injury history and Buster Screen not being all that good. I do expect the Jets to take a pass rusher and cornerback at some time this weekend. From just a Jersey boy, will I be able to sleep tonight because I'm too happy right now? Listen. It's good to see Jet fans be happy. You should be happy. You avoided the Josh Allen landmine. You got a guy that a lot of people thought was the top quarterback in this class at, class at number three. Uh, you have the Dolphins and Patriots did not answer that quarterback question yet. It's a good night for the Jets and a good night for Jet fans. So you should be happy about it. Uh, from at Joey Shadel, seeing has the Jets could have stayed at six and had Rosen, are you still glad they traded to three to get their guy? It's a good question and a question I expect to get a decent amount in the coming weeks. I think what you got to remember is you don't know how the board could have broken if other picks went a different way. I think it was really hard to anticipate that Mayfield was going to end up going number 1. I mean, how many people said before the draft that if you really like Mayfield, why would you trade him 6 to 3? He's definitely going to be there at 6. You really never know how these things are going to play out. I'm very surprised that Josh Rosen went to 10. I think Denver probably should have took him at 5. Uh, but, you know what, Denver might be happy with Case Keenum, and that's jer- that's their choice. Uh, but I don't know if the Jets had any ability to know that that's how things were going to break. They were probably preparing for a reality that two quarterbacks could have went one and two. Um, so I think they got the guy they have as their top quarterback on their board. Now, I have not certainly not always agreed with the Jets' big board. They've made dumb decisions at quarterback before. But Rosen, Darnold, and Mayfield, in my mind, are graded so tightly that it's a logical pick, and I, I can't – I'm trying to put a numerical you know, value to it, but let's say if you graded all these guys on a scale of 1 to 10, I would have a Rosen at like an 8.7, a Mayfield at an 8.6, and a Darnold at an 8.5 or 8.6. So the difference is like so negligible that I can't get too worked up about it. I love Josh Rosen's game. I love Baker Mayfield's game. I think both of those guys are going to be very good NFL quarterbacks, but – I can't beat the Jets up about taking Donald at three because I also think he has a chance to be a very good NFL quarterback. Realistic expectations of Sam playing week one from hard-knock Jets, I'm not expecting it. I'd like to see it. I don't think it's completely out of the realm of possibility, uh, but I will guess, I don't know, 25%, 30%. Also just seeing here that the Pittsburgh Steelers have traded Martavius Bryant to the Raiders for their third-round pick. Not... Uh, Interesting move on both sides. The Raiders have had a weird offseason and made an awful first-round pick with Colton Miller. So Bryant will add some needed talent to that group of receivers, but uh, I don't know exactly about what Oakland is building over there. Uh, question from at Doc Ad. How happy are you that Josh Rosen didn't end up in the A.C.? Very happy. Was very worried that Buffalo was going to take him. Was then worried Miami was going to take him. Was then worried that New England was going to take him. And none of that happened. He is safely tucked away in Arizona. We'll see him once every... Four years, that's fine with me. I hope he flourishes out there. He's on a roster with Sam Bradford who can't stay healthy and Mike Glennon who is atrocious. So I think he'll be playing sooner rather than later and throwing balls to Larry Fitzgerald and handing off to David Johnson. I think he'll flourish out there and I'll be rooting for him at the next level. Uh, Let's see if there are any more questions here. And appreciate you guys taking the time to send these in. Last question from at Johns Moore. Will you be able to get your arms down? Mine are still up in the air. I think Jeff fans are happy about this pick, and they should be. Um, I understand all the talk about Mayfield and Rosen before, and you've put, many people spend a lot more time visualizing those guys as the quarterback or, or covering those guys as the quarterback, but there's plenty of more time to dig into Sam Darnold's game. And, again, all three of these guys are tight. And Mayfield was gone, so it's hard to be disappointed with what the Jets did. I think they made a good move at number three, and I do think Darnold is capable of playing at some point this year and being this team's quarterback for a very long time if he is developed properly. So an exciting night for Jet fans. Have a laugh at the expense of Bills fans. And then let's get ready for the rest of the weekend. So in terms of content, have initial reaction up to the Darnold pick on the site already. This podcast will run first thing Friday morning. Uh, I will also have a 12-pack with further reaction to Darnold and previewing what the Jets may do in round three. And we'll have other reaction and podcasts throughout the rest of the weekend. So make sure you're subscribed to the Turn of the Jets podcast on iTunes, the Jet Take podcast on iTunes. We recorded a live stream tonight. I gave some reaction over there. The Play Like a Jet podcast, the Stick to the Jets podcast. Uh, I might be forgetting one. And the Draft Season podcast. We have so many podcasts I can't keep track of them at this point. It's a good thing. Uh, we'll be loaded with coverage while reaction to every single pick throughout the weekend. I'll be endlessly yakking away and sharing gifs on Twitter, so make sure you follow at Jay Caparoso. Appreciate all the engagement throughout this off season and leading up to draft night. It's really been a fun process. Um, I, I don't like when the offseason is the funnest time of the year when you're covering a team, but it really has been these past few years with the Jets, and uh, this one has been no exception. So, you know, we got we got some time to dig into Sam Darnold's game, but in the near term, let's focus on what this team is going to do in rounds three through seven, and we'll be back with analysis of that at turnonthejets.com and, of course, over on Twitter at Jay Caporosso. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll be back tomorrow and then next week with further reaction.